If you're a regular listener to the podcast, you'll recall that the first episode of Back to School Month focused on public colleges and universities of Arkansas. Well, today we're going to finish those up and talk about the five remaining four-year public universities in the state, UAPB, UA Little Rock, UAFS, Henderson State, and UCA. Let's get started. The University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff is the oldest and largest historically black college in the state. It's a member of the Thurgood Marshall College Fund, which supports public HBCUs across the country. It was created with the intention of being the black counterpart to the University of Arkansas. Pine Bluff was selected as the location for this college due to both the town's historically large black population and its status at the time as the major economic center in South Central Arkansas. Founded as Branch Normal College in 1875, it is the second oldest public university in the state and was to accommodate the higher education needs of Arkansas's black population. Its primary goal was to educate black students to become teachers for the state's black schools. However, the college got off to a rough start. Rumors about high fees and the school being a political experiment made recruitment of students difficult. In order to combat these rumors, the state enacted a policy. Each county in Arkansas would be allowed to send between 1 and 14 students to Branch Normal College for free. These students would be selected by the county judge, and the hope was that once these students were able to see that the college wasn't a trap, it would help draw in more students who would actually pay tuition. There actually was a catch to enrolling at Branch Normal College, though it wasn't really a bad one. To gain admission, students had to commit to teaching in Arkansas for two years after graduation. Humble beginnings might be an understatement when talking about Branch Normal. From its founding until 1889, the campus consisted of one old frame house and one teacher. They tried to order new furniture and materials to build new buildings, but in what may be some of the worst luck I've heard of in a while, the boat carrying all these goods sank into the Arkansas River while en route to Pine Bluff. There was hope that their fortunes would change after the Morrell Act in 1890 said that states had to equally fund black and white schools. However, Branch Normal only received about three-tenths of the state's higher education funding compared to the white school that would become the U of A, who got eight-elevenths. A little piece of important background information in the discussion of African-American education around the turn of the 20th century might help out some of the things that are to follow in this story. During this time, there was a philosophical split between those who believed that black Americans would be better served by receiving vocational training that matched the jobs that were available to them, and those who believed that black Americans deserved a more typical higher education, liberal arts-ish experience. Those groups were often represented by Booker T. Washington and W.E.B. Du Bois, respectively. Washington's approach was rather, uh, don't rock the boatish. He also believed that there should be compromise between white political leaders and black community interests. Washington argued that black people, especially in the South, should submit to white political rule in return for white politicians guaranteeing black citizens the right to educational and economic opportunities. Du Bois was not a fan of this idea. He argued that black people needed to learn things like political theory and philosophy and that educational uplift would in turn bring social uplift. He believed that people of color needed to be politically active and to fight for their own self-interests. So in the time that Branch Normal College was really starting to run, 
Higher education for black Americans was often separated into those who stood with Du Bois and to those who stood with Washington. In next week's episode, we'll look at an Arkansas HBCU that took Du Bois' side. But today, today is all Booker T. Washington, for better and for worse. In 1902, Isaac Fisher was appointed president, and he subscribed to the Bookerite idea that industrial education would best serve black students. As such, the baccalaureate program was dropped, and the focus of the institution returned to training teachers. In 1911, a white man, William Stephen Harris, was named supervisor of Branch Normal. This, again, falls into some of the Bookerite ideas that black Americans should just accept white people in positions of leadership. However, it became clear that there were some lines that even Bookerites be believe shouldn't be crossed. Harris established a pattern of inappropriate behavior towards students. This rightly caused him to be unpopular among the students and the community leaders in Pine Bluff. When word got out that he gave a package of black silk stockings to a female student, people decided that they had had enough. Harris was ousted as president of the college. The Bookerite belief in not shaking the boat would, however, persist long after the educational philosophy began to change. Throughout the Civil Rights Movement, college leadership asked students to not support causes perceived as radical by Arkansas politicians out of fear of having their funding cut. In 1921, the name of the institution changed to Arkansas Agricultural, Mechanical, and Normal School, and it gained junior college status in 26. The next year, the name changed once more to reflect this, becoming Arkansas Agricultural, Mechanical, and Normal College, or Arkansas AM and N, and it was made independent of the University of Arkansas. As the bitter infighting between the schools of educational philosophy waned in the late 20s, Arkansas AM and N restored baccalaureate programs and became a four-year college by 1929. Growth really began for the school starting in 1943 under the leadership of Lawrence A. Davis. Through partnerships with the U of A and the Arkansas Archaeological Survey, the college was able to greatly expand agriculture and research facilities. Uh, this culminated in 1971 with the merger of AM&N and U of A. In 1972, the name changed to the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff, or UAPB. However, there were some concerns from supporters of the university. For one thing, the Board of Trustees at the U of A was all white, and there was fear that the merger and the lack of diverse representation would cause a loss of the unique collegiate identity created over the past century in Pine Bluff. However, the merger proceeded and is still in place. Since 1988, UAPB has been a leading research institution in the field of aquaculture studies. In fact, they offer the state's only comprehensive program in this field. In 2011, when UAPB added their first doctoral program, it was in aquaculture and fisheries. Today, UAPB enrolls around 2,500 students. The athletics mascot is the Golden Lions, with black and gold as their colors while the marching band is known as the Marching Musical Machine of the Mid-South, or M4, and are accompanied by the Golden Girls Dance Auxiliary and the 24K Golden Silks Flag Auxiliary. Their sports teams compete in the NCAA Division I Southwestern Athletic Conference, or SWAC, and their teams include men's baseball, golf, and football, women's softball, soccer, and volleyball, men's and women's cross-country, track and field, basketball, and tennis. 
Additionally, they have a non-varsity bass fishing team because, of course, the school with a doctorate in fisheries would. Among the famous alumni of UAPB are New Orleans Saints offensive tackle Taryn Armstead, uh, Cleveland Browns punter Jamie Gillen, and gospel singer Smokey Norfolk. The University of Arkansas at Little Rock began in 1927 as Little Rock Junior College and was actually part of the Little Rock School District. The Junior College was created as a reaction to the University of Arkansas ending a program through which it had offered Junior College classes in Little Rock. Former Governor of Arkansas and heavy investor in higher education, George W. Donaghy, created a foundation solely focused on supporting LRJC. It separated from the school district in 1947, becoming a four-year institution known as Little Rock University. Enrollment boomed in the years after World War II, and for several years, the classes were held in temporary military surplus buildings because enrollment had outpaced construction. Perhaps stemming from this surge of returning GIs who were unlike the traditional college student, often being in their late 20s and early 30s, married and fathers, the college established a tradition of serving non-traditional students and those from families new to higher education. In 1969, Little Rock University merged into the University of Arkansas system. Like what would be seen a few years later with UAPB, students and supporters feared that this merger would cause a loss of the college's individual identity, especially as the college was primarily a metropolitan campus with few students residing in dormitories, unusual among institutes of higher education in Arkansas. However, the merger would be a boon to the school now known as the University of Arkansas at Little Rock, or UALR. Graduate programs were soon established, and in 1975, the Bowen School of Law was founded. With this growth did come a few poor decisions, though. In the 80s, UALR built the school's first residential dormitory. However, the 90s brought financial difficulties and reevaluation of the push toward a traditional college experience. This reevaluation caused the college to step back and refocus on the metropolitan model that had brought them success. In 2017, the university announced that they would be changing the preferred shortened form of their name. While the official name would remain the University of Arkansas at Little Rock, they would no longer call themselves UALR in an official capacity instead choosing to use UA Little Rock. This emphasis on the city's name carried over to the athletics department, where the teams have once been known as the UALR Trojans, but would now be called simply the Little Rock Trojans. Old habits die hard, though, so most people I know still call it UALR. Or Euler. UA Little Rock enrolls about 9,500 students, and they have an endowment of about $80 million. As I mentioned, their mascot is the Trojan, and their colors are maroon and silver. For most of their sports, they compete in the NCAA Division I Sunbelt Conference. UA Little Rock is one of only two Sunbelt members that do not sponsor football. However, Little Rock does have a men's wrestling program, which is not part of the Sunbelt. Instead, in that sport, they compete in the Pac-12 Conference making Little Rock the easternmost member of the Pac-12 since the conference was founded in 1959. Additionally, they have teams that compete in men's baseball, women's volleyball, soccer, swimming and diving, uh, and men and women's basketball, cross-country, golf, and track and field. Additionally, they have esports and rowing as non-varsity sports. 
Among the famous alumni of UA Little Rock are Los Angeles Sparks head basketball coach and former L.A. Laker, Derek Fisher, and winner of season 13 of RuPaul's Drag Race, Simone. The story of the University of Arkansas at Fort Smith starts very similarly to the story of UA Little Rock. In 1928, Fort Smith Junior College was founded as an extension of the high school, holding classes in high school classrooms. In 1937, a new high school football stadium was built, and included in the stadium were classrooms specifically for the junior college. They would remain there until 1950, when Fort Smith Junior College separated from the high school and moved to its own campus. The new campus that the junior college moved to was previously part of the county poor farm. Students, faculty, and staff all worked together to clean and repair the facilities. They also laid out a baseball field on the farm's former gar garden plot. Basketball games and practices were held in the Fort Smith Boys Club, with players and fans often having to hitchhike to and from those events. As you might expect from a junior college established on a poor farm, the financial situation wasn't great. In fact, Fort Smith Junior College sometimes relied on instructors refusing their paychecks just to keep the school's head above water. Some relief came in 1964 when two-year colleges became eligible for public funding. Just two years later, in 1966, the school changed its name to West Ark Junior College. Then in 72, it became West Ark Community College. Finally, in 1998, to recognize the addition of baccalaureate programs, the name changed to West Ark College. Like the previous two colleges, West Ark eventually merged into the U of A system. For them, this event took place in 2002, and their name was changed to the University of Arkansas at Fort Smith, or UAFS. Today, UAFS occupies an arboretum that has 81 geotagged species of trees. It enrolls about 6,300 students and has an endowment of $83.7 million. Their colors are navy blue and white, and the mascot are the lions. They compete in NCAA Division II's Lone Star Conference, fielding teams in men's baseball, women's volleyball, men's and women's cross country, basketball, golf, and tennis. There are also non-varsity teams in men's soccer and in spikeball. The next school I'm going to talk about is sort of a weird one. It is a public college, but it didn't start out as one and remains the state's only public liberal arts university. In 1890, the Methodist Church created a college in Arkadelphia, known rather uncreatively as Arkadelphia Methodist College. In 1904, they got a little more creative and changed the name to Henderson College. Not too creative, as they already had Hendricks College, so it feels like they were just on an H-E-N naming spree. Uh, then in 1911, it changed names again to Henderson-Brown College. In 1929, the Methodists realized that operating multiple colleges in a state as small as Arkansas was maybe not the best way to spend their money, and wanted to close Henderson-Brown and merge its programs and staff with Hendricks. You might remember from last week's discussion of Ouachita Baptist University that Arkadelphia was really into keeping their colleges around at that time, even if that meant the town had to do something wild like pay off their debt. So when they heard that the Methodists were wanting to close Henderson-Brown, they were upset. Students and administration were also upset at this turn of events. So the Methodists came up with a compromise. They would skip town and merge their involvement with Henderson into Hendricks, 
but they would turn the school itself over to the state. So the state took the school and renamed it Henderson State Teaching College. As a public college, Henderson was able to expand, adding graduate programs in 1955. The name changed to Henderson State College in 1967 and to Henderson State University in 75. The college integrated in 55, with Maurice Horton becoming the first black student to earn an undergraduate degree at a primarily white institution in Arkansas in 1957. Uh, that is... He was the first one to do that, not the first one to do that in that that year. Um, I couldn't find a better way to word that, sorry. Uh, however, by the 21st century, Henderson State had begun to have some major problems. In 2019, the school experienced a $6 million budget deficit, and it was suggested that rather than remaining independent, Henderson State join a larger university system. So earlier this year, Henderson State did. The past three schools we've discussed all merged into the University of Arkansas system, uh, but that's where Henderson's a little different. Henderson joined the Arkansas State University system. Their joining was with some special caveats, however. While Henderson State's Board of Trustees was dissolved, they were allowed to retain their name and independent appropriation. Henderson currently enrolls around 4,000 students. Uh, the school colors are red and gray, which meant that their sports teams often wear red jerseys. In the early 1900s, these red shirts earned the teams the nickname the Reds, which over time morphed into the current mascot, the Reddies. The Reddies compete in NCAA Division II's Great American Conference with teams in men's baseball and football, women's volleyball, cross-country softball, and tennis, and men's and women's basketball, golf, swimming, and diving. Additionally, they have non-varsity teams that compete in bass fishing and esports. Among the famous alumni of Henderson State are radio personality Bobby Bones, PGA golfer Ken Duke, UCF head football coach Gus Malzahn, and actor Billy Bob Thornton. The final college we're going to talk about today was founded in 1907 in Conway as Arkansas State Normal School created for the sole purpose of training teachers. While several towns, including Fort Smith, Benton, Russellville, and, uh, Quitman, that's weird, uh, submitted bids, Conway ended up winning by offering the school its choice of three tracts of land and $51,753 in cash, the equivalent to $1.5 million today. Operations at Arkansas State Normal School began in 1908, but the baccalaureate program was not created until 1920. Arkansas State Normal School grew rapidly. Between 1917 and 1930, under the leadership of President Burr Walter Torreson, the school grew from 20 faculty and 328 students to 50 faculty and 528 students. In 1925, the name of the institution changed to Arkansas State Teachers College. The next president, Heber L. McAllister, led a massive construction campaign, and the campus grew from five traditional brick-and-mortar buildings and two frame buildings to 15 major buildings. World War II presented a slight hiccup to the college's growth, and enrollment quickly dropped from 764 to 289, and President McAllister was forced to resign when his National Guard unit was activated. 
Arkansas State Teachers College became a temporary home to Naval Cadets, Army Air Corps, Army National Guard, and Women's Army Corps, the latter being the largest contingent on campus, numbering around 1,800. In fact, so many military personnel were on campus at the time that Governor Homer Adkins considered changing the name of the institution to MacArthur Military College. After the war ended, large numbers of veterans were enrolling in college thanks to the economic assistance provided by the Servicemen's Readjustment Act of 1954, more commonly known as the GI Bill. By 1947, the enrollment of Arkansas State Teachers College had risen to 1,400 students, with the majority of them being veterans. Most of these returning veterans were four or five years older than their classmates, and a large percentage of them were married. ASTC arranged for housing for married students by placing a number of mobile homes near the center of the campus. As one might expect when you have many newlywed or newly reunited couples, ASTC ended up becoming home to a large number of babies. President at the time, Nolan Irby, was very fond of children and wanted to do something special for the kids who were spending their early years residing on the ASTC campus. To honor the children of veterans and other non-traditional students, Irby created something unique to ASTC, and something that I've been wanting to talk about ever since I read about it. The Baby of Arts degree, which was conferred upon the children when their parents graduated. Irby believed that the Baby of Arts degree program created a greater sense of fellowship between the campus and the non-traditional students, and it also created positive publicity for the college as it was a unique program. Parents would dress their young children in caps and gowns, and the Baby of Arts ceremonies were held in Ida Waldron Auditorium. After the ceremony, families were invited to the President's home for cake and ice cream. The first Baby of Arts ceremony was held in 1948, and they continued until the late 50s. An average of 50 children received the Baby of Arts degree at each ceremony. And I just had to include all that information because I love the Baby of Arts story so much. Moving on. Graduate programs were added in 1955. The student body was integrated in 1956 with the faculty following in 1967. That same year, the school's name changed to the State College of Arkansas. By 74, enrollment had grown to almost 5,000 students. In 75, the name changed one final time to the University of Central Arkansas. In 1986, Torreson Library became the first fully computerized library in the state. Doctoral programs were added in the 90s, and the school continued to grow. Between 2002 and 2007, enrollment grew from 8,500 to 12,600. Current enrollment is around 11,000, making UCA the fourth largest university in the state. It has an endowment of around $29.9 million. The campus hosts the studios for Arkansas PBS, and the university sponsors the Arkansas Shakespeare Theater. While it has historically been the primary source of teachers in Arkansas, today UCA also has nationally recognized programs in nursing, business, performing arts, psychology, and Asian studies. UCA's physical therapy program is considered to be one of the best in the country. While most locals will probably call the school UCA forever, their athletics program is officially known as Central Arkansas, with a couple of different mascots. In the early days of the school, athletes were called the tutors, teachers, pedagogues, pea pickers, 
in normal lights. Then in 1920, the current mascot, the Bears, was chosen in honor of Arkansas being known as the Bear State. The women's team were often referred to as the Bearettes before changing to the Sugar Bears. More recently, women's teams were offered the option to continue using the Sugar Bears name or to use Bears like the men's teams. As a result, some of the women's teams are the Bears and others are the Sugar Bears. In 1908, W.O. Wilson and Ida Waldron were tasked with choosing official school colors. When they met to discuss this, Wilson was wearing a gray sweater and Waldron a purple scarf. They decided that the colors looked good together, and the school's colors have been purple and gray ever since. The Bears compete in NCAA Division I's Atlantic Sun Conference. They field teams in men's baseball and football, women's softball, tennis, volleyball, and beach volleyball, men's and women's cross-country, track and field, golf, basketball, and soccer, as well as non-varsity esports, boxing, swimming, and cycling. Among their famous alumni are American Idol 8th season winner Chris Allen, author of Bury My Heart at Wounded Knee, Dee Brown, folk singer and songwriter Jimmy Driftwood, actor Gil Gerard, Florida State head basketball coach Mike Norvell, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars assistant head coach Charlie Strong, and basketball legend Scottie Pippen. That wraps up the public four-year colleges and universities in Arkansas. Next week, I'll be covering a few more private four-year colleges and universities, including my alma mater. Be sure and check that out when it becomes available. Until then, please uh, go watch some of the videos on my YouTube channel and listen to some of the older episodes of this podcast. This has been Mapstro. Thank you for listening.